I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah And welcome back to another another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I won't change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American. I yes, you are. And I am Wesley Sykes to the other side of the ether. It's the Hans to my Franz. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Eskfryer, bro scientist for hire. Ooh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a good one today. I, I'm ex- I, even after what we did on the last two episodes with the Would You Rather, which we will do again at some point. I've been waiting for this one even longer. This yes, episode. this one, uh, I've, we've been teasing for a while, maybe months even, uh, on the podcast here. A little bit of tweaking, though, from the uh, the initial teasing. So a little, <laughs> little tweak after the tease here. But uh, as a citizen scientist, as we established last week, this week uh, we're going to be talking about bro science. Let mm. pull-downs, barbell curls, tricep extensions, squats. All we want to do is pump you up. Yes, bro science there. And be sure to smash that like button and subscribe on YouTube, CMM Podcast, and you know, give us a follow on Twitter if you like under our rebranded Twitter handle at CMM underscore podcast uh, and find the audio version on Apple and Spotify and pretty much anywhere where you can download podcasts. But uh, before all that, Nick, it is uh, as a crow flies a day before Valentine's Day as we record. So this is your last Valentine's Day as an unmarried man. Mm. Uh, this is my last Valentine's Day as not like a single couple. I guess that's like the phrase, right? I don't really know what like the like before a you're a phrase for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many Valentine's Day, though, as, as it pertains to you, mm. uh, did you go out on a date as a single man? Like maybe you weren't dating a girl, uh, but, but, you know, maybe you went out with her and there wasn't anything, um, you know, previous, previous history, previous uh, romantic history. So actually, I've never done that. Um, not once. Yeah. But I will tell you that my college girlfriend, I asked her to be my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. So that way I always could. That way I, it was easy for me to remember. Now, did she find that? Um, what did she think about that? <laughs> uh, she liked it. She she didn't yeah. like have like a like a. Oh, that's so nice, or that, or or like, oh, that's tacky. She didn't like really go either way with it. It was definitely like a lame move on my part, just so like I knew I wouldn't forget it. So, okay, uh, rephrasing the question, and uh, perhaps I'm putting you in a bit of a precarious corner here because I can't see your uh, surroundings here. But um, you know, maybe on Valentine's days when you were single. What would you do? Would you go out in the town? Would you just not not like acknowledge the holiday? Would you go and try to? you know, round up some sniz. I, I I wish I could tell you that I had like a fun thing that I did, but I'm very comfortable no. just like doing nothing. 
no good Northwestern college bars had something, some Valentine's no. Day keggers or anything like that. No, no, I, the frats. I was well, no, never. I never went. To fr- I very <laughs> I rarely know, went to frats. No frats, but like but, house parties or anything like that. Even you know? then, no. I mean, because I, because the thing is, West, that every Valentine's Day in college, I was spoke for. So mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, I it, it would enough. all been post college. So yeah, I don't have anything. Um, like I don't have any good stories, unfortunately. But do you? No, not really. Nothing, uh, nothing. Any good. It's, it's usually like anytime I found that when I try, I tried to go out and, and get girls, quote unquote, you know, it never works out that way. It's always the times when you're not like, not really trying, like putting effort, sure. just having fun, having a good time where like things kind of gum your way. There's a vibes to that, you know? Yeah. If you're, sure. if you're a predator, the prey is not going to come to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to be uh, frightened by your presence. Yeah, it's all. It's always like the you know you like whenever you're like oh I don't I want to just focus on me now and do all this stuff like whenever that happens that's when something usually comes knocking so I I hear that a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but um, you know, I think in college I was usually accounted for on Valentine's Day, but mm. um, in like New York, you know, when I was you know living in the city and everything post college. It was tough because all my friends were in long-term relationships at the time, and I was the only single guy. Uh, uh, so that that was you know usually tough because not necessarily around Valentine's Day, but you know, when we would all hang out, we were friends with everybody, you know, all the mm-hmm. all the girlfriends and everything. So we would all go out together, um, and it would be like me like seventh wheeling, <laughs> yeah, you know. So like eleven, twelve o'clock at night, you know, like that's when uh, things get lonely for you. Everyone yeah, kind of splits off. Yeah, on Valentine's Day, man, that's yeah. I I, I would just be like, yeah, no, not I'm so much on Valentine's. I'm just okay. you know, just, oh, okay. that's in general, just kind of gotcha. living the uh, the single life. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I yeah, I can't say I put myself in that position too too often. I'll have even actually because even when I've hung out with you and Julia, like actually no, with you, Julia, and then Goo and and his missus, you fifth wheeled, yeah, fifth, yeah, I was fifth wheel for that one. Yeah, but yeah, I can't say I've done that too too many times. Uh, third wheel for my my brother and my sister in law. A fair amount, but that's really it. Yeah, yeah. Seventh yeah, yeah sometimes it can be good. Sometimes, yeah, you know, uh, you know it, it all, it, it's all how you look at things, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There, there are definitely times where that can that can be to your benefit if you're like going out in the right setting for you, where it can definitely be helpful. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Here, um, all right. Let's get over to trending now. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Glendale, Arizona, to be specific. Uh, Super Bowl, what's LVII? What is that, 57? Uh, I think it's 57. Chiefs 38, uh, Eagles 35. Chiefs are the big winner here. Mm. We're not here to talk sports with you, Nick. That's a different hat that we're wearing, not the one right now. We're here to talk about the commercials uh, and the trailers. So let's get to the latter first. Uh, The trailer that everyone's kind of talking about, which is only a 30-second spot on the Super Bowl, but... I think it was like two and a half minutes on the uh, official trailer uh, over, over two minutes or so. Uh, it's the flash coming out June 16th. And I think everyone's back on board. Anyone who had any questions or concerns or maybe yeah. stu- uh, questions about uh, the off the set stuff surrounding Ezra Miller. I think everyone's like, eh, you know, this looks pretty good. I'm, I'm willing to sweep that stuff under the rug for uh, a $16 ticket to this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like it. And I mean, and I think the other it thing. Really, it looks really fucking good. Yeah, it, it does look really good. And I think the other part of it, too, is like it, this seems like this should be the end of Ezra Miller's run as the character. So that also sure. makes a little yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of factors to play. And then, I mean, the other thing is too, like, it's good. It looks good. And then you've got, again, you've got James Gunn, who's at the center of all this now and running the show. And it's like, okay, well, he's got, he's done so well with, with his previous work that it just seems now there's like a cohesive plan and everything. And, and he said, like, I'm excited for this movie, blah, blah, blah. And then they deliver with the trailer. It looks like Keaton's Batman is going to be awesome. Um, you know, not that I expected any less, but it, just to see him kind of moving around to a little bit of action was great. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, Flashpoint is an interesting story and I'm very excited for this. Yeah. This trailer had everything. It had the Flash, the Flash, the Flash, yeah. Batman, yeah. Batman. Superman, <laughs> you know, it's like, but it's like, there's so many Batman and there's actually rumors swirling that there could be like another Batman, a la Christian Bale, a la George Clooney, who makes a cameo. I'm not sure how substantiated they are, but that, that they go on to be, um, you know, the Batman perhaps and the Brave and the Bolt uh, that goes right. on in the DC universe. So uh, it, very interesting stuff. I, I mean, I was pants off, dance off, you know, Three, three hard nipples, and whatever metric you want to use. Very excited about it. I went back and watched it a couple of times. Uh, this seems very cool. Again, how they're tying in uh, General Zod and Man of Steel. Uh, they're bringing back the Batfleck with, with the gray and light blue uh, color suit combo, which looks awesome. Um, you mentioned Keaton with all the different uh, rogue, not rogues gallery, but the whole um, suit gallery that he has in the Batcave there that they, you get glimpses mm -hmm. of. I believe there's a a few still images out there. So really this is like a 10 out of 10 trailer. Mm -hmm. 100%. And actually, and, and you know, with the whole like other Batman being rumored in this, I didn't even think about that from like a bail perspective. Like if you throw him in the mix and then you could easily jump right into the Robin stuff, that would be really cool. I, I could get, I would be very excited for that. Um, I don't know if I love having an older guy necessarily just because of like the longevity of Batman in the DC right. universe. You're going to have to replace him again. Yeah. Exactly. So the, I guess it would probably be ideal if he's still like, you know, maybe someone in his 30s or like a guy who's an actor who's in his 20s, but he looked, he could pull off his 30s. And then it's like, oh, this is, you know, my son that, you know, came about, you know, whatever. Um, but it would be really cool if it was Bale still. I, I, I would be interested to see the plan there. But I'm excited for uh, for Supergirl too. Kara Zor-El. Looks very cool. Very yeah. cool. She looks very cool. And then after hearing james gunn talk about her in that intro um like that that rollout that we talked about a little while back in in their plan and the story that they want to use with her written by um tom king i'm actually in the middle of reading that right now to talk about it on tldr at some point down the line and i'm like the the whole idea of like yeah okay so superman kal-el he's like you know this good dude and everything like that and the boy scout but she's a little bit more like jaded I'm very mm -hmm. excited to see how they go and do that on the big screen. And I, and I can't wait to see how that kind of comes out more so in the Tom King story. Yeah. And you get little glimpses of it, right? It looks like she's trapped in some sort of facility where, you know, you know, Superman, if you don't know, I, you know, like, like I did and kind of watch some film breakdowns or, or trailer breakdowns of it, you know, Superman gets his energy from uh, the sun. Right. So they, they keep him or her shunned in there and like without light, she's all kind of shriveled up and malnourished. And then, like, all of a sudden, she's kicking ass. So that seems like a cool right. uh, introduction to me. I, I'm sure you're familiar with that with some sort of uh, comic Flashpoint background. Stuff. I'm sure they're yep. taken from. Okay. Oh, that is from the Flashpoint. Okay. Yeah. Keep it having yeah. – but it's Superman instead of Supergirl. So that's – I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other trailer, you know, we don't really need to mention the Transformers or Indiana and the Dial of Destiny and some of the other stuff there. Uh, I think I think there was a cool spot, actually, for the uh, Super Mother, uh, Mario Brothers – 
um, which was pretty cool. It was like an ad for them plumbing. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, I actually missed that one. The other big trailer, which I feel like kind of gets overshadowed by the Flash, is Guardians Volume Three. But that's just my opinion. This is coming out May fifth. Um, what what'd you think about it? Because again, this is going deep into Rocket, and then we get more of the high evolutionary here too. Yeah, I mean we do, and then we also like we knew. I mean, we did we we knew Gamora was going to be in this, right? Like, or yeah, we... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, but we hadn't seen her at all yet. This is the first time we've seen her in one of these trailers. Like, I was kind of thrown off by it. I thought they teased her because I thought we talked about, at least I, I remember talking about how her hair looked different. Maybe that was in like a poster oh. or something like that. And that was like, I thought that was like a cool way to differentiate like mm. right off the bat that you know that it's like the different Gamora. Well, the, I noticed that right away in this trailer. So it must have been in a poster or something like that. Because I, I don't remember talking about that with you. But that that kind of, that bit threw me off. But yeah, getting to see a little bit of a larger lay of the story and everything like that, man. Like it's so. I mean, again, like it seems like it's going to be Drax. It seems like it's going to be Rocket that both you know bite the bullet in this. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Maybe we should set some odds going into that. So it's May fifth. So we got a little bit of time, but set some odds and see who we uh, think is going to mm. be the person that bites the bullet. But it or or if it's multiple. Um. But it seems like it's going to be at least two in this. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you already right off the bat the scenes with Baby Rocket. Um. And then any of like the torture scenes, I know it's already gonna like tear my heart out. I, I already like you see like the big eyes and like on the little like I don't know if it's a raccoon pup. I don't know what, what it would be, but the baby raccoon. And it's Go like, with it. oh, it's so innocent. And I like can't can't do it. So I, I'm yeah. already I'm already like gut wrenching, uh, waiting for that moment there. But again, like it looks cool, but right, like I feel like from the tone of the flash and then seeing that because I didn't watch him live, I watched him back to back online after the fact. Yep. Well, like seeing the tone of the flash, and it was everything that I wanted. And then the opening of Guardians, which I know is supposed to be lighthearted and jokey and kind of punchy and everything. Mm. Uh, it's it's Chris Pratt joking around with with Gamora right off the bat, and I'm like, ah, and it's just not the tone. Like I want that flash tone. You, yeah. You know what I mean? It just didn't like. Not that I think this is going to be bad, but it it was just, I guess, totally different. No, I hear what you're saying, and also like. This this is definitely like the time like for uh, DC. I mean, th there's never been a better time for them to make their move to come out with a kick-ass movie. Obviously, you just mm -hmm. you had the Batman. The Batman was the only one that they had last year. I know you got Shazam coming and and Aquaman, but a lot of people are gonna people who are gonna see it are gonna see it. They already knew it was already kind of a mess. Um, they'll they'll see it whatever and we'll move on from all that stuff. But the flash is absolutely one that you like, which is the way Gunn talked about it, that you want to get right. This mm -hmm. and, and now with the way things are for Marvel, I'm still excited about Guardians. I'm still excited about Ant Man, which I know we'll touch on in a second. But like this, the MCU is vulnerable to some extent. I'm not saying that it's gonna go like DC's gonna go take over overnight, but. They have a chance to go and you know jockey with position against them, which would be good for the MCU. Like they they need competition. They've been uncontested for so long. As much as I've still liked a lot of the stuff they put out recently, like competition is always good. Yeah, if if I had to make a metaphor right now, this is Rocky Three, um, and Sylvester Stallone is Kevin Feige in the MCU right now, and he's been champion for a long time, hasn't really been tested. And uh, has maybe gotten fat on his own uh, mm. hype, you know, on his own riches a little bit. And then in comes Clubber Lang, which is the, uh, you know, the, the DC led by James Gunn. And mm -hmm. it's coming in to, to maybe, uh, you know, catch him on the chin, chin real quick. 
Yes, and actually, we got a speaking of that, uh, we got a, a Sly Stallone commercial. What was that? It was a Paramount. Commercial, oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that was, was that was something. That was something. That it was, was a something thing there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, some some good stuff there. But let's get to the commercials there. So why don't you give me um two that you liked? Uh, yeah, give, give me give me a couple that you liked. Yeah, because you know what, I know you want to go like so the ones that we didn't like. I, I just kind like the ones I didn't like. I just kind of tuned out. Like right yeah, away. Yeah, I'm them. with you. I'm with yeah. you. Too. Yeah. Um. To me, I I loved the Ben Stiller Pepsi one. I thought that was great. A good reoccurring one. Um. It, it, it's just it, perfect. Ridiculous amount of ridiculousness out of him, especially when you go and channel Zoolander. But I think the best one had to be the Coors Miller Lite Blue Moon commercial. Very cool. I liked it. I'm I'm here for it. It was that was uh I'm I'm in agreement with you. And then it was hyped up to begin with, right? Because it was something about Budweiser. Like my uh my my uh, wife's aunt was saying, like she read somewhere that this was like the first year that Budweiser hasn't had a stranglehold on the um the beer advertising during the Super Bowl. Really? Okay. Uh, so this that was kind of like the note for it. They were all kind of that was kind of the meta joke. Um, better. I thought that was pretty cool though. Very cool, well done. And it was like a like a street like a superhero street fight. Yeah, that makes it even better. I didn't realize that, but I I thought it was when I watched it, I took it like this is a thing that just kind of came out of nowhere. And mm. it's like Coors and Miller Light are doing a joint commercial. Like I'm like questioning everything. Like, did they get bought by the same company now so they could do this? Or did like Coors pay for Miller Light to be able to have the rights to do I, all of this? I was like, wondering the same the thing. End. Yeah. If I'm wondering like who owns Blue Moon. You know, yeah. is that is that core? I think it's corpse. Oh, okay, that would make a lot more sense. But so still. maybe maybe it's commercial, and they're like, "Hey, Miller, yep. why don't no, you come in and throw in a couple million? Wes, they're all the same company. The company's Are you Miller, the oh. company's Miller Course. Oh, damn conglomeration! I hate that. Uh, There's I, no competition anymore. Then, yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean that. It kind of takes a little bit of the luster out of it, but I still it was still cool. I still thought it was really well done. Well, wasn't wasn't there like an old school commercial? I don't know, maybe in the early '90s or '80s, where it was like Bud versus Bud Light, and that was like the Bud the Bud Bowl, and that was like a big commercial. It was supposed to be a big deal, and it was really maybe. just like Budweiser winning. You know, I, I don't. Yeah, know. Maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not just making that up. Maybe, but that's like you're right. Either way, with that one, we all know Budweiser's winning that one, no matter what. But yeah. Mm-hmm. When we talk about Budweiser, they're usually good for a um, you know pulling on the heartstrings kind of type of emotional type of commercial, whether it was with the dogs and the Clydesdales and all that type of stuff. Uh, the one that got me was the farmer's dog, the dog growing old um, and, and having all the memories and the light flashing before the eyes. And you got, got the dog with the gray whiskers. Very sad. Uh, of course, that mm-hmm. one kind of hits close to home being a dog owner. I know you hate dogs, so. You probably fast forward through that one, uh, but the one I, I I will say aside from the the Coors uh, Miller commercial was the Mr. Peanuts roast. Again, didn't watch this one live. Went back and watched it on uh-huh. YouTube and you know through some uh, listicles and whatnot. But this was pretty good. You got Jeff Ross in there, and it was Mr. It was uh, a roast of Mr. Peanut, and like him dying and being killed and like coming back to life, and it was like kind of like some topical good jokes. And then the tagline at the end was peanuts deserve to be roasted and i'm like it's fucking that's, genius that's perfect that's, that's perfect um you know what i think the so the farm can i just circle back to the farmer's dog thing i remember a dog commercial <laughs> specifically with like the girl who like you know ended up having a family and her dog grew old that's not yeah yeah that's it that's it yeah okay, okay that's where i got okay sorry i got confused there um mm-hmm. okay no okay all right anyways <laughs> but yes that was um 
the, yeah, the Mr. Peanut one was good. That one did stand out as well. Sort of the dog one. Those, yeah, there's some, there were some good ones in here. I mean, there were definitely yeah, the, a few that the Affleck Duncan one that you had mentioned. I thought that was good. Uh, I, I like that, you know, of course, being a couple of mass holes. Uh, I think that's great. Binky Dad was fun. That was a fun time. Yeah, yeah. the uh, Will Ferrell one was another one that stood out, too. Mm. But, like, I, I liked it. But I was – but by the end of it, like, Lauren caught what it, the commercial was for. And I was like, we're like what? Like, I, had, I thought it was a Netflix commercial the mm-hmm. whole time. It was like a car commercial or something to that end. Well, there was a couple of them. Remy Martin had a weird one with – I think it was with Serena Williams that didn't make sense until – like it could have been a commercial about anything, and then it was just like a flash of Remy Martin at the end. So that, that one was kind of weird. And then the well, other yeah, okay, one was the uh, the Jesus commercial. That was kind of weird, too. Those were a lot. There were a few of those. That was, I yeah. I thought it was, was going to be like a like a political ad. I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. And then, uh, yeah. sure enough, it, I guess it kind of was. Um, you know who else, too? Uh, why do I keep forgetting her name? Who's the U.S. women's soccer player? She's my freaking banner on my my work Twitter account. But like, um, uh, my God. She always, what? Hope Solo? No, not Hope Solo. No, it was she's. A, I think she's a midfielder. But anyways, um, she, she they there was part of the um, what's the, the the Caddyshack commercial that we got. Oh, I didn't care for the Caddy Caddyshack commercial. I, they were already teasing those throughout the NFL season with uh, the the Bill Murray Tony Romo thing, and I, I already didn't like that. I thought that was lame. Alex Morgan, that's who oh, she was in that. Okay, yeah, she was in that. That's what it was. Okay, but anyways, Megan Rapino. Nope, I don't think I saw her. In anything, I think Alex Morgan was the only soccer player. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, last thing on the uh, on the Super Bowl before we move on here, uh, Rihanna halftime show, very mm. interesting. You know, like I, I didn't realize that she was uh, pregnant until like everyone we went online afterwards. But my wife mm-hmm. and I were watching as we were having dinner, and like we're like, she's really low energy. Like she sounds great, but she's like not moving at all. I know she was harnessed in into those like platform stages for a while, but. Mm-hmm. She like wasn't moving. It was like really relying on you know all like the backup dancers and everything, which were also really good. And I was like, "What? This is so weird." And then mm-hmm. we went online and I was like, "Oh my god, she's she's pregnant." Yeah, she's like it, pretty pregnant too. Yeah, I so I know I noticed it like initially. Like I was like, "Is she like what's going on with like her outfit?" Like like I didn't you know I don't want to assume anything because I I don't well, know. It, it was kind it, of bunchy too, you know. That's like kind yep. of the look. Like everyone, all the backup dancers had like uh, puffy jackets on. They looked like marshmallow yep. men, you know. So like I right. thought that was kind of the vibe. It was mm-hmm. to me, it was hard to tell. Yeah, it, it, and I and it, but then Lauren like asked the question, and then we started seeing it. And then I started I looked on yeah, Twitter real yeah, quick, yeah. figured people would start saying stuff out of nowhere, and they were. And then obviously it's confirmed, dude. Like the fact that that's the case that she did that. I, I hear what you're saying. Like obviously there wasn't a whole lot of dancing. We would have. I mean, it's their it's her choice to like whether or not to tell us beforehand. But I think I would have liked to know. But either way, I was like blown away. Well, like, it's, it's a pretty cool this. reveal, you know. Like if yeah, that's the true. way you're going to announce it to the the world, uh, yeah, it's that's true. that's a way to do it. But yeah. I also just wonder, like, uh, you know, if she was pregnant, why, you know, like why do it? You know, like I don't know. Let's maybe get someone else to do it. You know, Obviously, I mean, it's cool. She was great. Like I'm not saying anything bad. I loved all the songs. I, in fact, yeah. like, I forgot like how many hits she had or was a part of. You know, I was, was just like, so much. I was listening to because like Keith was doing a thing on his show about like the like prop bets like what Rihanna song would lead off. It was a bet. I don't mm-hmm. know what places you could have gotten that, but um, I was like I, I was listening to him rattle off all the songs and I was like, 
holy shit. Like I forgot how many bangers that she has. It's, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, like that alone for me was awesome. Like I hear what you're saying. Like, what, like, why would you want to necessarily do that if you're pregnant? Especially put yourself but, up on stage. Like you're at like is, the, the middle of the arena like that, you know? Yeah. But no, but I will say like knowing that she did that while she was pregnant. I mean like, wow. Pretty like, badass. Yeah. I'm like blown away by it. Um, but yeah, so it was, um, but she, yeah, and I mean, the, the visuals on this stuff too was kind of, I was like finding myself blown away by it with like when she's like, I think it was towards the end where it was just her and she was being elevated up on the uh, the platform mm-hmm. and it's just her platform. I was looking at it and I was like, I've seen, we've seen stuff like this before, not like in a live concert necessarily, but I mean like in situations where I feel like it looks fake, but the background was so trippy, like the people and everything. It was I, it like a 5k out. camera. And stuff yes. Too. Oh. Yeah. It, it was nuts. Like or whatever That's the camera was like super high def. Like it, it okay. felt like almost like drone footage, but again, I think it was, you know, the, on the cable wires too. That explains it. That, that, that explains when you it. You have like have it on the wires and it's gimbal. So like everything's you know leveled out and the camera's not moving. Like you get some really cool uh, shots like that. Cause there was one again, when she was up like that, and they zoomed in and then like pulled out to the top of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, and it, it was just like a really cool, like, I don't know, very clean, seamless shot. I don't know how, how else to describe it. I'm sure someone like Billy would, would understand. Yeah, probably. I, I will say too, like for the first time in a long time, this was like, I, I hadn't been interested in a um, halftime show. So I like, this is the first time I even like wanted to give it a look just because oh, like, really? I, I, I usually love the halftime. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I haven't cared for it in, in ages. I I just think like, I, yeah, I don't, I think when I was a kid, I mean, like obviously everyone remembers the Janet Jackson one was nuts, but then there was like the Aerosmith in sync one. I don't know if it was before or after, but I loved that one, but I yeah, just never, yeah, yeah. that really... was Britney Spears too. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Nelly. I think my my I think the Tom Petty one like see my dad can't listen to, for a period of time couldn't listen to Tom Petty because the Patriots lost that Super Bowl but I think that that particular halftime show for me was just like really like this is a halftime Prince? show Prince Pr- no Prince, Prince was good yeah Prince was good. Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce had a good one when the uh, the lights went out in the Superdome it didn't that one didn't do much for me like you no. know no but this one this La- one, Lady Gaga the you know what the other one I was excited for was the. Um, was the one that like 50 cent was just in but it was that, last year yeah that was eminem was in that too right yeah snoop dogg dr like, dre yeah yeah but that one still didn't do as much for me as i i wanted it to like i don't know i don't know this was like a physical feat for rihanna so there's like another layer to it that, that impressed me yeah but, yeah very 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 cool stuff um speaking of physical feats let's head over to uh the comic book minute <laughs> ah a superb choice I'm still not used to these sounders. That's a good one. I love that one. Um, okay, so quite a few things to talk about uh, this week. We've got DC Batman Beyond the White Knight. The final issue of that is out this week, but we're going to get more within the Murphyverse. We'll talk about that on TLDR this week. Swamp Thing Green Hell Issue 2. Been a long-ass time since we got Issue 1. Constantine is in this series. Swamp Thing is in this series. The first issue was great. I have looked at the second one of this. Pretty good stuff there. Um, image, we got the Dead Lucky issue six, eight billion genies issue seven. The latter of the two, I'm going to talk about on the show at some point when that wraps up. Uh, boom. Uh, actually, no, I'll save that for one second. Uh, Marvel, we have Wolverine issue 30, X Men 19, and Hulk 12. From Boom, we have the Alice Ever After collected edition trade, trade paperback. So that's a five-issue miniseries. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking about that in full this week. Joe's going to be talking about a Boom book as well called Grim. Uh, we've been waiting on doing these for a little while now. Very excited. And 
Alice Ever After is basically, um, you know, you know how like the Alice in Wonderland, like people have said like, oh, it's it's about drugs and stuff like that, like it's a commentary. Yeah. So this is basically this is like a, basically a, a darker like Alice in Wonderland, like if she actually like she actually is on drugs. In oh oh they they kind of um take away what's the uh, what's the word the euphemism for you know yes. she's just actually doing it yeah yes but they yeah, and then they okay. make sense of the Wonderland and there's like trauma and everything. so it's it's a lot it's 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 very interesting though I'm very excited to talk about right. on the show yes but All that's right. it for the comic book minute. So is this like, is that like dark and depressing? Because this was a question I brought up in the group, uh, in the group chat in reference to uh, The Last of Us, right? Because I think I think mm. it's Billy or Mac or someone was saying they, they just got caught up in like the, the most recent episode was so sad and like, I, I don't want to cry on the pl- or something like that, you know? And uh, and I'm like, at, at, at some point, because I keep reading about it, because I'm only one episode fully and I haven't, I haven't gone any further. Um, and I keep reading about how everyone's all like, this is so sad this is so sad this also that it's great you know it's great television great writing all this stuff and i wonder like do do i want to make myself sad on a weekly basis um i mean (laughs) look i mean it's it's sad it's emotional but like as someone who can get welled up pretty easily over like you know watching stuff i I don't think that's happened to me yet it had obviously has happened to people and it's an emotional ride but Mm -hmm. i think what's so I'm I'm still working on finishing up Walking Dead. Like I'm like waited till the last season wrapped up and then watched it on Netflix and stuff like that. I, sure, me, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I um I'm working on that right now. And it, one thing that was a criticism of The Walking Dead for a long time was um they just introduced characters so they could have people to kill off in the course mm-hmm. of things. So they where they're trying to get you to emotionally invest in those characters, they're doing that here, but they're doing it well off right off the rip. So, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that's okay. what's happening. Yeah. All right. Um, that's a good assessment. That makes me feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll, I think you'll end up being fine. It's a lot. It's emotional, right? But it's not like not to that degree. This Alice Ever After is not th- like that. It's more of like a dark, um, it's not a comedy, but it's kind of funny in a way, just cause like you think of Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that, but it is, mm-hmm. um, it is a darker story, but I don't think you're going to be like, like, you know, no, no one's going to have tears over at the end of the story. Although it's okay. I, ho- I hope not. Yeah, but anyways, that is it for the comic book minute. All right, that's enough of the nerd stuff. Let's get down to uh, some 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 bro things. Huh? Let, let's lift some let, let's lift some iron. Shoulder presses, lat pull downs, barbell curls, tricep extensions, squats, slips, and over rows, sit ups, crunches. Yes. My favorite. I do it though. All Woo! you want to do is pop you up. <laughs> I love it. Ron, Ronnie Coleman in the middle there is just uh, an incredible man. If you ever want to go down a fun YouTube hole, just you search uh, YouTube search uh, Ronnie Coleman workouts. He does crazy, crazy weight. He's the lightweight guy. I, I was trying to find that clip. Lightweight, baby. Lightweight. Was he? It's not. Was not Bowflex. There was like a, like a not Zoom, but there was like a bow something that he, I think he did years ago. That's that's gonna annoy me. Maybe it's not him. Like one of those like at home workout video things. B- Billy Blanks did, or Billy Banks did uh, Thai bow. That's maybe one thing. Yeah. Okay, Billy. Okay. Billy Blanks. Know. Billy Banks. Something like that. Yeah. 
But but you know we, we can get to Tybo maybe at, okay. at some point in the conversation here. But the, for uh, this week's main topic, we're talking bro science, and I know uh, right off the top uh, you had a question about what is bro science and what are bro scientists, right? Is that mm. is that a fair fair rip here? So it's kind of a play on the word here, but it's just guys who don't maybe who don't have a traditional background um, or, or formal education in like physical therapy, kinesiology, strength and conditioning, mm. that sort of thing, athletic training, who then go on. Uh, because they're physically fit, gym influencers, that sort of thing, then share information, whether it's um, factually researched or, or sourced or anything, just kind of going off the field more than anything. Gotcha. Does that, okay. Does that feel yeah. like a good? Yeah. Okay. That That's sense? good. Yeah. Because I know we're going to talk about those two things side by side um, directly. So I needed a little bit of clarification what exactly. And that's essentially what we're doing today, because I know you're, you know, you're a little bit more of a professional than uh, than I am. You know, you train people, you're a strength trainer, you're a former D1 athlete. I just write about people who train D1 athletes. So a uh-huh. <laughs> little, little bit of a difference there, but I know some of the words. I know some of the acronyms. I can do heavy sets and small sets and concentric movements and mm. sure. So basically you think you're hot shit because you know words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm mm. using my... Uh, nerd background to be an expert in bro culture. Hmm. I want to. I would like to know if any listeners know what that reference was. Um, don't tell. Don't tell them, Wes. But anyways, uh, yeah. So we got a few. No, I, I, I might have missed a missed a joke there. You 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 did, but it wasn't. I will tell you later. I promise. I don't oh, want to see if a listener no. can guess it. Yes, uh, I will. Um, I I'll that. tell you later. But anyways, we got a few categories uh, that we got. Um, planned out here and i know you did a lot of them but i i have one that i think we need to hit on right off the rip here so when it comes to working out what is the ideal time for you to go to the gym you got morning we we worked in the journalism field so we worked at nights a fair amount so maybe middays is in the is the evenings what's best for you typically during the week it's nighttime when we get done recording here as a crow flies it's 605 p.m eastern time so i will be going to the gym uh, maybe in like, like, uh, by seven 30, I'll be, I'll be, you know, in mm. the gym at that point. So that's usually how I go. That's probably the latest I go is on Mondays, but between five to 7 PM is usually when I go during the week, uh, weekends. It's like, you know, midday. If I, if I don't have anything to do. Gotcha. That's you're going right in that prime time hour, which I mean, I, I know do, it. I know. I do have to do it sometimes. Um, I actually don't work out at nights on Mondays. I try and go in the mornings. Um, personally middays is my absolute favorite and i was spoiled with that over the years as much as mm-hmm. you know working nights is is not ideal for anybody i will say that was the one thing that was really nice was you know if i started if i was covering games or if i had like a, a shift where it didn't start to like five or something like that mm-hmm. i had a lot of wiggle room and working out like maybe at 11 maybe at two and that was kind of that range that i like to work out in um but now it's either pretty much morning or night unless i do a weekend which then it's around midday, but I, I do mornings now usually, mm-hmm. which for muscle gain, not necessarily ideal, but to me, it's like a nice energy boost to kind of start off your day and, and you just like you accomplished something somewhat significant right away. I uh, see. And everyone tries, like I, I get the morning workout people and how it kind of jump starts your day. I think I've chronicled on this podcast over the last few weeks. I've been trying to get into two a days. Uh, the key word there has been trying. I, especially when it's cold, like we have, an elliptical uh, and a treadmill down in the basement now. And I'll, I've used, I m- meant to do it every day. And it started out 
that week, first week, every day. Then it went to three days, and I went to two days, and then hmm. the one day, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go for a run on Saturday, you know, like that that sort of thing. But um, it's tough. I, I uh, commend people who can wake up early and do it. I, I can't. I can't do In it. In fairness to you, if I – so now I, I've said it to you. I don't know if I've said it on the show, though. I only do – right now I'm in a phase where, like, the past, I don't know, like, eight months, maybe more than that. I've only been doing body weight workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like, I would not, if I was doing heavy weight stuff, still, I, I would, I like, I d- hated, hated doing that in the morning. That is a, a whole nother ball of wax, which you're doing heavier stuff. Like I'm not, I, I, I couldn't eat like, that in the morning. That's rough. Like you're asking for, to be frustrated about your numbers and, and maybe even like hurt yourself. Like it's, I think it's, you're better off doing that midday or at night. Now, okay, so you bring up a good point. We'll jump into kind of like workout splits, kind of favorite machines right now. So what, what what's with the body weight now? Of course, so you, you have a big background uh, in strength and conditioning, again, being being a baseball player and all that and kind of getting good formal training and instruction. Mm. But um, yeah. so so what, what's with the body weight now? So um, there's a guy who, you know, and this is kind of goes into the larger uh, like str- normal strength or like traditional strength and conditioning versus bro science, which I know was another question that you had um, not to mm-hmm. jump around, but there was a guy I, I who's um, I think the company that he founded is called Kino body. And I saw like, honestly, I saw his stuff on Facebook at first. Ke- did you it, say quinoa body, like quinoa, like the, like the grain? No, uh, Kino, K I N O body. He was like, look, not that he, you know, he obviously didn't invent, um, intermittent fasting, but he's one that kind of like, broke it down for me like what just seeing his stuff in his videos and he's got a lot of free stuff out there i started using that saw an instant difference in terms of like my weight and then i was i looked at some of his other like workouts and different things that he offered and i could never really pull the trigger on it but then i saw he had his body weight stuff and i saw like some of the things that he had in there the exercises um just a few of them because he didn't put them all out there but it's like oh I, you know what? i think i want to try this and see how it goes. And and I've seen like people get results off of this. So I tried it out and I've absolutely loved it. And I feel like it's a lot, like it's, it's challenging, but it's a lot easier to get up for. It's also really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, is is it more like uh, like high intensity interval type stuff or, uh, it's not even really like there's honestly, Wes, like, so a workout that I think I did. Yeah. I did a workout today. Um, it was handstand, um, like handstand, like presses so like i'm like on my hands like feet that's up that's fucking feet, nuts i saw you put that in the notes that's that that's crazy that takes a long time to do i remember try, like at my peak physical condition when i was just coming back from new york i could just barely get get them going i don't know i I've been, i started doing those a few years ago because i, I can't remember like some i don't know price on a movie or whatever i thought it was cool but as a yeah like, they are I, cool right <laughs> when i played no way in hell because like my shoulders are not going to be able to that take pressure. that. My shoulders are more mobile. Now yeah. it's not as mobile. I would assume um, this is where like, we start talking about like mobility and stability. Like this is where you, you people will lose me now because I'm not as you know re- well read anymore on these things. But like I-, I worked on doing that and then I started doing it here. And then there's other things along those lines, like different types, like working towards doing like one arm pull-ups or chin up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then single like, leg squats, that sort of thing. And like, yeah now yeah like all, all that kind of stuff so it's like challenging challenging exercises that also kind of look cool and they but they're like they they push you so mm-hmm. it's it's been good i've i've really liked it and it's allowed me to kind of like eat how i want to eat and you know still doing intermittent fasting 
and like maintain like a decent like physique and everything like that. So yeah, and that, and that's you talk about like uh, flexing at the gym, you know, like exercises that you love to do. It's it, it is like the the things that I really like doing uh, are the free weight stuff. It, it's it's the mm. uh, pull ups, chin ups, it's the dips, and that sort of thing. So that, that's really that's when I feel like I'm really peacocking pe- peacocking around. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you this: Do you ever like get, like I understand doing exercises in front of a mirror and then watching yourself do it. Totally get that. Yeah. Do, do you though ever, I can't imagine you doing this, but do you ever like, like look at yourself in the mirror? Like I understand for like a second like, or a couple seconds, just looking at stuff, but do you ever like really like pose in front of the mirror with people around? No, 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 no. I won't, I won't do no. Some, I mean, I'll, I'll flex sometime, but I won't like pose, you know, if I'm like, just get off of uh like cable flies or something like that, sure. or like, Again, like shoulder something with the uh, shoulder presses, doing Arnold presses or something like that. You know, like that. I'll kind of like put the shoulders out like that. But, yeah. But you know, I'm not like going out and like flexing and doing like Olympic poses. Yeah. You know, bodybuilding yeah. poses and stuff. Like some people do, and and that's also an interesting conversation too. Like the uh, just the different cultures of a gym. When you have like these uh, uh, big brand, you know, box gyms, your your Planet Fitnesses, that sort of things. Um, you don't really see as much of that stuff, at least, at least in my neck of the woods, I have it. Mm. They get busy. There's, there's people, you know, there's obviously, you know, tight clothes, you know, young girls there in some cases, mm. or you got to keep your, your eyes on straight there. But you know, it's, um, there's not a whole lot of like video content being made or anything yeah. like that, or like stuff that you see online about like bad gym stuff. I can't say I've seen too much, um, up here. But I will say in Fall River, I remember I remember seeing one girl once who would like record herself doing stuff. But I don't know if like what that was for. If like she was actually like a gym person who wants to record these videos and like it, it like seemed like she was doing like legitimate exercise, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. And then I also also again like with when you're talking about people posing, I more think of guys doing that than yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, I like, mean, the, even then, like even in the in the, like the guys' locker room, like there's not a lot of that either. Right. Well, I, I'm used to like the guys wearing like, so for those who are listening to us, Wes right now has a muscle shirt on, but I'm used to seeing mm-hmm. like guys who wear like a, like just like a thin, like tank top yeah, in the spaghetti gym, strap and, like, and yes. it's like all the way down like this. Roided out. Yes, exactly yeah. like that. They basically are just covering their nipples and that's it. And those are the guys mm-hmm. who like are flexing in front of it. I'm like, Jesus, dude. I'm like, what? Like, I understand you're jacked, but that just looks weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough there. And the the uh the evolution of a gym attire too is crazy. I mean, obviously with the girls, it's, it's all sprayed on. You know, everything's like super sprayed on, super tight. But it's like, you know, the guys now too. Where you, I mean, you're like, you know, me as a as a schlub, as a, as a citizen scientist, has uh, pretty much the same access to attire as like your professional D one athletes now with all mm-hmm. your like nylon two-in-one type stuff um leggings and like all like the the dry fit stuff you know yeah so like sometimes you know it's sometimes i, I like going around to the leggings i go running in that so you know mm. I'll, I'll wear the leggings out on leg day and kind of really feel like uh my legs are huge yeah I'll all that you, compression I'll... it feels like they're getting flexed on i used to i i don't because I, I just have two lame to go buy, buy more sweatpants. I don't wear them to, other than at the gym anymore, but I used to have the baggiest friggin' sweatpants. Um, and that's what I would always work out. And I absolutely love yeah. that. Now I'm wearing, now I wear shorts all the time, um, which is not ideal with, you know, sometimes in the winter here, but um, no, the only thing I do cons- wear consistently at the gym is I always wear 
a comic book shirt. I always wear one. I used to get compliments on them too. Usually there's somebody there's like, oh, like, you know, Nightwing yeah. or Deadpool or whatever. So um, never for the deeper cuts. I actually, one time I wore a Moon Knight shirt, Wes, and someone asked me, was it Sailor Moon that they asked me if that's what it was? <laughs> it might have been that or something I'd never heard of. I couldn't remember what it was. But I feel like it was Sailor Moon. It was just, ah, no. But okay. So do you, do you talk to people? Because you have here like one of the worst things is is leaving your uh, leaving your headphones, which I agree. That's like an instant panic attack. That's why I Dude. keep a, uh, an emergency pair in my car for those reasons. But um, do, you, do you talk to people like in the gym? Because I feel like that makes that that barrier makes it so much more difficult. Again, everyone's got the headphones in. And mm. for a while, when you had to wear the mask around, that made it like nearly impossible. Dude, wearing them like I understood why we had to do it, but like wearing a mask at the oh, gym was the worst. At the was gym, the, was the worst. Yeah, that was rough. Um, but uh, but with when it yeah, leaving your leaving your your headphones at home when you go to the gym is the worst. It's the absolute worst. I was spoiled in forever because I was like a mile away from my gym, so I could run home if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really easy. But now I'm like, no, I'm still, I'm still not that far. It's like a 12 minute drive, you know, to and from. But um, but still, like, I, there's like nothing more infuriating like with for me than that. So no, I don't talk to people unless it's to um, like 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 ask them if they're done with something or whatever. Which actually. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of now in the gyms do's and don'ts and i know yeah just kind of, jump around yeah we're, there's so, no real order to this w- with the um so i'm curious you have an issue with your your first issue that you have i want you go ahead and let mm. people know yeah yeah so this is uh more of like a jumping off point so it's it's like the hogging machines and mm. and, and of equipment you know mm. and, and specifically like one thing that always pisses me off and again this is varies on situation varies on your gym Mm. um yeah i'm busy time of the time of the day when you're going on but it's it's supersets like i hate it you're not using that machine and i say and if i go down to something Mm -hmm. you say hey i'm using that and like no you're not bro you're you're on that one Mm. you know and i'm like all right now i see that like working in i'm totally cool with but again like when we have that hostility right off the bat like i don't know you're using it there's nothing there you know like I'm just just going like minding my own business work, trying to do my thing. So then like, I'm automatically defensive and I'm like, all right, all right. You Mm -hmm. know, know, like I can, I can get that, but like working in, I have no problem with, but that's Mm -hmm. the, in in my gym, that's not the gym culture. That doesn't really happen. Everyone's very uh, territorial. I feel like. So unless you're friends. Right. So first off, like I was, like, as you know, I was raised on supersets. Like when I first Mm -hmm. started going to the gym in high school, like that's what I, but I was at a very different gym than the, the ones that we go. Yeah. 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 Totally. So totally different situation. Um, so I do hear you, but more, the larger thing that I'm hearing from you, which is where I'm right with you is people who don't know how to let someone work in with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, so I generally default to like asking anybody nearby, like a, a thing I'm going to use, whether it's like a bench, you know, captain's chair, uh, a machine, I generally default to, are you using this? Like, I mm-hmm. want to make sure the nearest person I ask, maybe they know if someone else was using it, but then the, after that, it's fine. I have no problem, like people working in with me, but I swear to God, what's actually, here's a great story. So la- or get an example, not a great story. Last time i was at planet fitness with lauren i waited i was trying to get on the captain's chair to work in this guy was using it he was doing uh, like uh he was on um was a tricep um he's doing a tricep exercise doesn't matter mm-hmm. and i asked him oh hey can uh can i work in with you like just to you know 
whatever, like he's going to take a break in between. He looks at me like I asked him like to translate something from like, <laughs> I don't know, from like Portuguese to, to freaking like, right. I, I, get know, yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. But it's just, I'm like, like he, like, I just sat there and waited for him to respond. And I was like, what, what the hell is the matter with you? Like, I actually just had somebody ask for working with me on the pull up, the pull up rack. Like, okay, mm -hmm. no problem. Of course. I was like happy. Somebody asked me to do that. Cause I just don't see it anymore. I don't get why people can't uh, like, why that's not a thing. Like, why can't you, why is sharing such an issue to people? He was like, I'll have one more set left and then I'll go. Okay, fine. But just lead with that. It's not a yeah, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and even then, I'm sorry, even then, I, I don't care. Like, if I have one left, it's like, yeah, go ahead. And then I do my one thing and then I'm out. Done. I just, no, I, I, I'm right thing. there with you. It's I, I'm fine with uh, sharing and working in with the machines and stuff like that. But again, like it may, it, the that barrier to uh, co confront someone to do that is is already like thicker because everyone's got the headphones in. Then you're like yeah. uh, like automatically annoying someone that you have to pull their headphones out. Sure. And like, what? What? Sure. What are you saying? So they're like everyone's like automatically annoyed. And then uh, just and even on that like territorial topic, like. We don't have squat racks at my Planet Fitness. Again, like I'm not crazy about the Planet Fitness there. It's all Smith machines, which I guess is fine. Like at this point in my life, like I'm not like really trying to hurt myself. So if I get the, that extra support, like I guess that's cool. Mm. But at any rate, the, like the squat rack, the weights on the squat racks or the, or the Smith machines or like the leg press machine, which always has a ton of, of plates on there. Um, if I'm using one of those uh, and someone and I – and you come up to me and take take them while I'm working them. Should I be upset? So, do they ask you if you're using them? That's the big thing to me. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if they ask if you're using them, then I say, and like you're like, no, it's fine. Then to me, that's fine. Like it's just, it's all about like just acting, functioning like normal humans. If someone just takes it from you, I mean, if there's like like five, four, 20, 45s on each side, then it's like kind of whatever, it's, but it's, I, I, yeah, yeah. it's just, just, it's very simple. Ask, ask. like, otherwise it's no. just kind of like, eh. so you're most times they don't ask is what you're saying. No, no, I, I don't care. I don't really care one way or the other. I'm just, I'm just wondering if that's like, uh, again, crossing, crossing line. Like I, I think of one instance in particular where this, uh, kid came up to me. He, I was on the Smith machine. He was on the leg press. Uh, so he was looking to really like, played out everything get get all the way to the end there and for whatever reason there were like no plates available they were all like hidden somewhere so he kept coming over and asking me so he came over like once twice and then again it's it's just like i said that barrier eventually yeah. i had to remove the headphone and i'm like uh, uh and i'm like well just like how many do you need man <laughs> you know like mm. what are you, what are we talking this then i'm like get a little bit annoyed but i That's just wonder different. even if you don't say anything is that offensive? Like if I go up and then I'm judging someone and be like, eh, you're not using that. <laughs> you're not going to be putting up that much weight and then just mm. go over and take it. Is that a yeah. jerk move? I think that's more of a jerk move. Like I've definitely seen people who like, I, I see them squat struggling to squat, like with 25s on the side. And I'll still ask them, are you going to use the 45s? Like, or can I, yeah. might have a couple of these just because like, you, you just don't know, like you, like you don't want to ever be a, like, who knows? Like maybe they were strong and they got hurt or whatever. Right. But right. Right. What you're talking about that was a little different. Like he just keeps coming back over and over. Yeah. yeah like, that, that instance, that, that one kind of got it's like, it's, like my thing. If, I think the best way to handle that kind of thing for him, because yes, it sucks when you don't have any other plates. It's like, Hey, I was thinking about taking a few plates from here. How many are you planning on using? Like, and then just take all of them and then just stack them in your area so that way you can put them on. So it's like not one trip, but it's like all in one visit, more or less. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. bothering you anymore. But again, like, so have you ever had it? I can't say that. I don't know if this has ever happened to me. But if like you're, let's say you're squatting like 135 warm up set, and let's say you're planning on doing 225, but there's only you know two other 45s on the rack. Has anybody ever taken them from you like that? Because that's no. fucked up. No, 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 I haven't. Now, and again, like not a lot of people, um, uh, no, no, that just hasn't happened to me. I shouldn't say not a lot of people use the Smith machines, but, um, mm. no, that I haven't occurred with that. That again, that would piss me off if, if you're like anticipating to get to your third set on your, your progressive yeah. overload and mm-hmm. you're like, no, no, it's not happening. You got to be careful with like, now we're talking 45s. When you start getting to the smaller weights, that's where you got to be really careful. Because like, like in terms of asking people, because now, like, cause once you get to, let's say, let's say like 225 is like your max and you're trying to get up that, like that, and, and like that extra five pounds on each side is a huge addition. If 225 is like your max or like what you're what going you for. Do. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to go up by maybe you go, if you're going up by 10 pounds a side, then you've been doing it wrong before. Like that's not your max, but mm-hmm. if you're like five pounds, you know, like a side that that's tough. If someone goes and takes your fives and doesn't ask you again, not okay. Um, but we're, speaking of heavyweight stuff, I'm really mm. curious. I feel like we're going to be on different sides of this, but I'm curious, where do you stand on people like banging weights in the gym? I know you're at Planet Fitness. I don't know if you dealt with it before Planet Fitness though. Yeah, no, it doesn't really happen again. Cause I, I'm so like in my own world when I'm in, uh, in the gym and have the headphones on that I'm not really paying attention to. So I'm not sure if it really like bothers me, but again, like, you know, we got the lunk alarm in the planet fitness, not that yeah. I've ever really seen it go off or I don't even sure if it really works, but, um, but yeah, I know that hasn't really happened. I don't really care about it either. That doesn't bother me. The, the grunting or the yelling that can get excessive. Okay, uh, and that's a little, little bit of hard on move, but I don't I don't have a problem with dropping weights. So I agree with you on the yelling. Like yelling is a lot. There are certain types of gyms that you should go to if you're a yeller. Or I will say like there's certain weight levels where it's like okay, I understand you yelling. Like if you're if you're lifting, well, personally, like if you're lifting more than I ever have, like I ain't saying shit if yeah. you're yelling because you're gonna sure. Kill me. Um, grunting to me is fine. Like you, like again, you sh- yeah, it, it varies. I know, I know what you mean. I guess, yeah. it's, I guess it's like what, what you're picturing in your mind at the moment. Right. But or what's happening, but yeah, but, yeah I guess it's fine. But I know, but I understand like, I, there's like, there's like, it's, it's like a gray area with all these things, but with yelling there, like you really got to be pushing it, but I'm surprised with the banging weights. Cause I, so you didn't, you never experienced before planet fitness. Like, I don't know if you like what you did in New York for the gym and stuff like that. No, it was planet fitness in New York too. I, I just uh-huh. loved the $1 down in my, my broke boy days. <laughs> I, I, I can't say I blame you there. Um, I mean, for, like in that maybe, regard, maybe in college gyms, you know, like sometimes you get like the, the big, like Long Island Guidos. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, that, I, well, I don't know. I like, again, where I was raised, like going to the gym at first, like I was used to, and like where I worked too, like it was like a different like type of gym that you're at. So like banging weights, like that kind of stuff happened um, because people are trying to push their like weight yeah. to the limit. Now I get it at Planet Fitness. That is a big part of their advertising campaign. The lunk alarm, you can't drop weights, all that stuff. I can't, like, that's what they do. Like, you know what you're getting there. But I don't remember that being a workout world thing. Cause like, I, like, again, like I remember go- going there as a kid like uh, like i think in college a little bit um and it's like when i would be home it's like you got people who are doing massive weight like they're gonna make noise and shit like that but i i had it happen to me in new bedford once and i had it happen to me in fall river where like in new bedford i was doing a um i was doing hip, weighted hip thrusts and then mm-hmm. it 
in I can't remember the way I was doing, but it was like that was one of my like good exercises back in the in the in the college. And then I remember freaking wow, some guy came up to me and I swear to God, I was deadlift, it was trap bar deadlift, and I was doing like I think it was like 340, maybe it was 360. I think it was 340 though. And I'm like, he's like saying, Hey, can you like be a little quieter with that? And I said, uh, I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I, but I, I didn't say anything because I don't know, I don't want to start problems. But I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. Do you see how much this isn't the most way I've ever done in my life? But are you see how much fucking weight I'm trying to move right now? <laughs> Do you want me to be quiet with this? Yeah. Okay. When I blow up my spine, then then I'll then I'll be quiet. All right, <laughs> asshole. Oh my god, that, that I, was, I'm surprised he had the balls to say that. Can you be a little bit quiet? This was in New Bed, uh, Fall River. That was in Fall River. Yeah, I mean, oh I was, man, like we'll try. Oh my god, and the New Bedford one was annoying too because again, I'd never seen that before. New Bedford was first to me, and I even then I had like pads underneath it. I, I don't know, I, I don't get it, but again, it's like you're moving significant weight, you're it's like hard to be quiet for multiple reasons. So, like, shut the fuck up and get over it. Like, yeah, if, if I'm banging, you know, one 135, all right, like, I get it, it's, it's egregious, but otherwise, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think I had uh, the last time I was doing hip thrust, I had an old guy come up to me. And he's like, I bet you're trying to make a lot of women happy with those. <laughs> I was like, and again, like, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm trying, you know, that's the idea. Yeah. But I'm like, that's like such an old boomer. You know, he had like yep. a thin blue line shirt on, you know, little mm. pudgy, had the beer gut, but like kind of like rounded shoulders, barrel chested, yep. bald. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. just just goes to the gym so he can say he goes to the gym yeah tell. yeah or you can tell that he he was probably you know a, a solid defensive end in middle in uh, high school you know mm. like in some glory days on the varsity team but just kind of got away from him maybe, maybe played rugby uh after high school gotcha yeah i hear what you're saying now another planet fitnessy kind of question that i have for you so they have i think it's the one that because we, we have a few around us up here but the one that we go to, because Lauren has like a, so I can go as a guest with her sometimes. She actually mm-hmm. just left for, for Planet Fitness. Um, they have, I think it's Tootsie Rolls at the they front do. desk. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have it at yours too. Yep. Where do you stand on that? Oh, I hate it. In fact, Thank for you. a while now, yeah, it's it's counterproductive. Uh, and when we first got the membership, uh, I, they must have done away with this. It had to be in COVID and they just not, didn't bring it back. But I think the first of the month was like a pizza month, like every Friday or every first Monday of the month or something like that. And they were put out pizza at the end of the, the night for people who came at night. So you Come go on, to the man. gym, you get your slice of pizza and then, uh, then you leave. Yeah. Like I have no problem. Like seriously, I, I understand if like, Sometimes you got to be strict on diets and stuff like that and, and whatever. But generally speaking, like the average person, if you're actually working hard at the gym, I could give a rat's ass as long as you're not like in terrible, awful shape. If you go and eat pizza afterwards, but as a gym, you shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. It's just a weird should, thing. Yeah. Why, why are you like, oh, we like you want, it's honestly, you want to be the cool mom or the cool dad. That's what they're trying to do with this. Well, I can get it too. Like maybe if it's like a smaller gym or like a CrossFit group, you know, that's like, you want to have like a, uh, like a pizza party or something like that's, that. Yeah, that's different, but like, that's um, totally different. Yeah. This is like the planet. I'm like CrossFit people like are out of their minds. Like one, Crazy. yeah. two, like that's like a community thing. This right, is like, right. right. These are people. I, me, my personal opinion. When I, go I think to they're fitness, trying to have a community thing. I just don't think they're putting like it's just putting out boxes of pizza and like here, yeah. go have it. <laughs> like, you're too big for that. Trough. You're too big a company for that. And also, like there are too many people at Planet Fitness who are like just getting started or probably struggling to try and get there in general. Like, like don't put that temptation there for them. It's just I think it's messed up. 
Yeah, no, I, I hate it. I'm not not a big fan of it at all. Um, do you do you follow anyone on social media like for uh, uh, strength and condition uh, workout stuff on like like Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? Well, the only guy like, I so the I, I'm actually Gallagher, I think is his last name. The guy who does Kino Body. I don't follow him anywhere, but like mm-hmm. his like anytime I see his stuff, like sometimes I see his stuff on YouTube occasionally, like on the shorts. So I will watch those. Um, but there was a guy who used to do like uh he was like comedy strength like account a strength conditioning account and i can't remember his name Mm. i'm gonna try and look it up real quick but i'm curious like do you follow people yeah so there there was a couple that i'm aware of i don't necessarily follow them but they're uh, it's you know i've heard these guys from the rogan podcast it's uh derek from more plates more dates so he's gotten but it sounds like a really like stupid cheesy youtube account i think it's more plates more dates but it's like he's he gets into the really real science of like like physiology and anatomy of uh, strength and conditioning and getting really down to like the microbiology of it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting guy. The other one, I forget his name, but it's uh knees over toes guy. I think that's the, the YouTube guy. He was like, his backstory is like by doing these knees over toes exercises, he's increased his vertical from like nothing to something and ended up walking on it like a D one basketball team. And now he does all these crazy workouts about, Again, knees over toes, lengthening and strengthening strengthening your um, your Achilles and strengthening the the muscles and ligaments around your knees specifically to avoid like ACL injuries, MCL injuries. So I, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure about the science behind it, but those are two pretty well reputable ones. But then like the the like the biggest bro science guy is Liver King. You know, that's like bro science. Yeah, like in, like in a nutshell. That's like if I, if I had to do the elevator pitch, right? What? Whenever I open up Snapchat, if I go to like the stories page, instantly I see like Liver Kings here. I'm like, why do I have to keep? You gotta get a Spartan this? chest, man. Uh, Spartan belly, which so, is great because uh, he's like juice to the gills. Like five thousand dollars a month, I think, was like how much he was spending in HGH. Jeez, dude, that's. I mean, just how, I mean, he had the money to do it. That's insane to me, though. But when you talk about like, so we talk about like serious strength people. So like, you know that Eric Cressy was like the my strength coach, um, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. In, in high school and everything. And for those who know, he's the strength coach of the Yankees now. Just in general, like if ever I'm like you're ever looking at baseball stuff, like that's obviously the person that you should be looking to. But for like the like oh, yeah. us, the normal people, like the uh, one of the guys who was a coach at his gym that now I believe has his own practice still in Boston um, actually was featured in one of your magazines at one point was Tony Gentlecore who used to work with Eric, but he's wanted to work more with oh, like, really? what, um, what was the last name? Tony, what? Gentlecore. So it begins with a G. That's um, an interesting name for a strength coach. I like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but he he does an awesome job. He has his own blog, and he he used to. I don't. I haven't checked in on as much recently because I have like my own routine now. But he used to have like these like but uh, these blog posts of like exercises that you should be doing, and mm-hmm. um, like there was like there'd be good stuff for like looks. There'd be stuff for functionality. I think he's like just a great like like person to like follow uh, like his blog and everything like that. If you're trying to find like real strength and conditioning people um, out there, like Wes was just talking about, but like bro science guy for me is the bro science life dude on YouTube. He like does all mm-hmm. like the, the joking around stuff and talking like this. Like he's like, Oh yeah. 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 He's like, you know, he's, he's just stupid shit, but I haven't watched it in years, but when I worked at the gym, I was like, I swear to God, all of his videos on YouTube, my cousin got me out of them. Excuse me. No, I I would like again. Like I'm kind of fortunate where I've gotten to access to talk to like professional and D1 strength coaches here. So mm. like like what, a guy who's considered the godfather of strength and conditioning is um, uh, Boyd Epley. It created like the Nebraska Power 
uh, workout system for for the Tom Osborne uh, like championship Huskers teams, and like sure. people use his ten power principles all the time about building like power and football athletes. And again, it's like crazy. Yep. He had to like revolutionized everything, like telling coaches to stop making them like run long distances if you want to like mm-hmm. increase endurance. Like that's not an effective way to do that for football. Like all the, all this crazy stuff. So like he's really interesting. We had we used to have this columnist uh, Ken Manny, who was the strength coach for uh, Michigan State football for like years and years, oh, like wow. thirty plus years, who just retired. Um, he uh, actually, if you go again, a little plug for the website, training and conditioning, mm. uh, and, and coach and athletic director magazine. He used to run um, columns every every month, every every week, just about about different things of how to implement in your strength and conditioning program, and it gets like you know really gets uh, peeling the layers back of, of strength and conditioning, not just like the surface level stuff, but gets into like the nitty gritty. So if you are again, a strength yeah. coach and happen to be listening to this sports and pop culture and movies and comic book podcast, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that's something to check out, but those, so that's what I always find interesting. And it's, it's like great to be able to ask these guys, Hey, I saw this on Twitter from this guy. Mm-hmm. Why is this fake? You know, why is this bullshit? You know, again, like, mm-hmm the myth of using machines or like, you, you know, you could only uh, put on muscle by using dumbbells and barbells and free weights and stuff. And like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy stuff that some of these um, bro scientists come out with to hawk their own shit. You yeah. Know, it's, like a, uh, it's a grift, you know, like don't listen to this. I've cracked the code Buy my $20 ebook for this. Yeah. You know? See, that's see like and that's part of why like so for like the whole question like pro science versus traditional like i'm always gonna say like you should go traditional i'm obviously going with a guy who i don't know if he has like the cscs and all that kind of certification um but like i like have a like some level of a background in that so i i have an understanding of like the movements and how they're supposed to be done appropriately um what things that you shouldn't do so like i think for the average person who doesn't have that I, I'm, I would be hesitant to advise anybody to, to go that route. But at the same time, I do think there is kind of room for both in the space. Cause you know what? There are traditional strength and conditioning coaches who friggin' suck. Like yeah. anybody, let's say that I, I've never experienced this before, Wes, but let's just say <laughs> you have a baseball player and then you have them doing hang cleans. I'll tell you right now, that person shouldn't be allowed to train another baseball player ever. Like mm-hmm. this is the dumbest thing that you can do because you're putting a guy in a terrible position with their elbow. And it's like every time I've ever heard of that happening or, or rather I've, I've never heard that happen before. I would just <laughs> think that how the frig do you like con people into thinking this is okay? How do you not care enough? You want to train people, but like you're actually hurting them. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, that you can run into some somewhat similar stuff with bro science guys, but I, I will say like, I like what I'm doing. And like the, the other thing too is like, it's a cheap thing. And like, yeah, he does push like supplements and other plans, but like you can, I can just do what I have and I don't have to do right. anything. You, you add what you want and you, from what you listen to and then take, I trust know, that. Ignore like that what, yeah. That is to me, that's an easy way. I think that's an easy way to run anybody. Like I have all this stuff, but like you can just do this basic thing. And I think it was like 69 bucks. I got it for or 49 mm-hmm. bucks, something like that. So I'll take that. No. Yeah, no, I and I'm right there with it. And I I like again listening to some of these guys and then being able to bring it to an actual strength coach and be like, what what do I make of this? Does this make sense or is this BS or what what's going on there? So that's yeah, that's pretty uh again, it's that's a, one of one of the perks of the job there. Mm. Um but the idea of uh, kind of like splitting everything out, we'll, we'll wrap things up here, but how do you kind of split up your week 
Um, I like to do kind of push pull legs, which yeah. kind of ends up being chest and tries, buys and back and legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's I, like kind of how it works out, but not always. Yeah, it kind of well, it used to depend. Like if I was doing twice a week, it's full body every day. Um, if it's right, two yeah. days a week, if it's three, then like usually like I get like one. So when I played, I didn't do a whole lot of upper body stuff other than shoulder care. Like I did stuff, but not a lot. So in my post playing days, it's been a lot of upper body stuff and very little leg stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but now like with the plan I have, it's two upper days, um, one lower day and core mixed in and all those days. Um, so it's been pretty, that's pr- kind of what I'm on right now. And it's been going well for me so far. Favorite. So, so uh, with this, uh, we'll just do this here with the, with the push pull leg split. So what's your favorite push exercise? Okay, dumbbell squeeze press. And I'm sure I'm willing to bet most people haven't heard of this one. This is one from Tony Gentlecore. Like, but you have to have a certain type of dumbbell, Wes, where you can put the ends and push them together. So, like if you have like just a perfectly round end on each dumbbell, it's not gonna work. Because you have so, to but be, if you have like a stop sign octagon type of thing, yes, yes. And it's like usually those thicker ones, especially. So make sure you're comfortable mm-hmm. pushing them together. Cause if not, you're gonna like clip your fingers and it's gonna freaking hurt like a mother. Um, but you do that as you're doing the press and it engages your chest like like nothing, like very few other exercises do. I don't do it anymore mm-hmm. because of my what I do now, but that's one of my absolute favorite um like dumb, dumbbell like push exercises. And you can almost I know because I've done those before and you can almost feel like your chest ripping, ripping yes. apart from the sternum. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. It sounds like it hurts, but it's actually like a really like deep, nice feeling. Nothing engages your chest better, personally. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I love for that same again that deep kind of stretch. I like the uh, low cable chest flies and then be able bringing them up. That's like my favorite mm. favorite one. Again, maybe a little bit of a peacocking move there. Uh, really like those on on the pole. Uh, pole days, wide grip cable rows. I've been trying to get a bigger back. I want to get my uh, my wings, my lats there a little bit, a little bit bigger there. Nice. So that's kind of where I've been focusing on. And now I'm I'm into rope poles. Love the rope poles there for almost anything, whether it's real rear delt, rear delt face pulls, upright mm. rows, even um, bicep curls, lat mm. pull downs, like anything with the rope. I'm a really big fan of grip strength. Ropes were nice. It's always like having those, th- like we used to, I used to use chains both like in, before college and during college, like, and they're like effective because like they, the exercise can get like harder or easier as you go up or down. Um, mm-hmm. But like just having like things like that makes it feel like you're like doing a Rocky workout or something like that. So I feel yeah. like rope kind of have that same thing. Um, for me, when it comes to pulls, like this can go under legs and it probably would be my, like maybe my favorite leg exercise if it was there, but deadlift does fall in that pull yeah, family yeah, yeah um but but like i did like first was introduced to it with trap bars and then by the end of it was um like i haven't done them again recently but uh overhand grips to me like they're like the the best like exercise to just show off like a like a person's strength in mm-hmm. general like it's just because it's like because you're engaging your upper back um you're engaging your core and then like your hips have to be you know moving functionally and then of course your quads um but yeah, so like that that one for me, and that was the one of like the three main lifts, like three big like Olympic lifts or whatever that I did like the best at. Oh, that's where all the power comes from, anyway, right? That's where, what you want as a pitcher. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, this quad. Oh, oh the hamstring and the ass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Well, that also <laughs> brings us to uh, when we talk about legs. We mentioned barbell hip lift. That to me is was that was my number one exercise. Like, no questions asked. Ah, okay. All right. There. So you, you don't feel, um, 
like that's too sexual in a public gym sometimes do you ever do you ever feel a little exposed doing that I don't do it anymore. I did it. Okay. I did it in my playing days. I, okay. I do, yeah. I'll do it now, but not with a barbell. Like I'll do like just regular laying on the ground. Like, they mm-hmm. don't, but that no, looks, I think that's even more sexual. Yeah, maybe I'm doing one legged. So maybe that kind of takes it out of it, I guess. Okay. Uh, or maybe I think it might increase it. Who knows? Well, fair point. <laughs> I, so this is something new. This, I do this as, as a warm up again. Like I, I do the body weight stuff as, to kind of warm up on days. So it's, uh, push-ups and dips on pull on on push days. It's um, pull-ups, chin-ups, and stuff on on pull days. But on leg days, I, I like getting a foam roller, putting it up against the wall, and doing like deep rotation air squats. Like I guess it's what they're called. But you know, you just have the the foam roller up against and kind of pu- using that to kind of stabilize your back, and then mm. it really lights up your quads and you, you wow. know, change your feet positioning. Nice. You get, you know, all the way down to like almost in like a, a catcher's position. Mm. So you get like the full, like full rotation down to it and do about 30 a set to like your, your quads start to burn three oh, of those to kind of get going. Yeah. And it's, do it. um, yeah. It's, and it's nice. So it's, like, I, I found that really works well. I'm um, barbell lunges, big fan of those. I feel, feel that in the ass. <sighs> So I respect that, and I, I think that's great that you like them. I fucking hate lunges, man. Like, they're <laughs> such a good exercise for you. Like, that's not any condemnation no, I, on the effectiveness and, like, how I was able to do them. They're just so tough. They always yeah. get me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just starting to reach the point where I don't, like, dread leg day like most people mm. do. Mm. You know, where like I, I like doing squats, I like doing the, the uh deadlifts now, and I like that challenge. It's but it, the barbell lunges are still the toughest one yeah. for me. And that's like I usually do that after the other two, so I'm like kind of spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though no, that's it. That's kind of when you're supposed to because they're a, a technically a simpler exercise and everything versus like a squat. But I will say too, speaking of squats, the single leg squat that I do now, which is is like I've like can't like I always had trouble with depth with squats. I think just because of the way I would go down, I try and limit how far my knees would go forward just to not, you know, put too much pressure on them and whatever. But like now that I've kind of gotten the single leg squat form down, that's been like a fun challenge to take on. And I, I do enjoy um, like they're, they're tough, but I do enjoy like being able to do those. Nice. So. Now, all right. Last question here before we uh, put a, put a bid on this. No, no. Yeah. Put a lid on this. Not a bid. Ah. We're not putting a bid on anything. Not well, betting on anything here. Uh, would you ever uh, in your life see yourself taking gear, HGH, TRT, any t- testosterone, yeah, testosterone, anything like that? I don't know what you mean by gear. I mean, is that like the, the larger umbrella of all that stuff? Yeah, I think it all is, right? I think it's all like human growth hormone. I, I, I hear, you know. You're mm. Rogan talking about it, so I, I thought I thought you knew about uh, it too, and then we we would just be able to roll on past that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but no, but I, I mean, I can, <laughs> I can kind of you know put it all together with HGH and, and everything like that. But no, like I've just I, I've never really had the interest in it. Um, just because like I did like you used to take creatine, right? I do, yeah, right now, yeah. yeah. And I and I took it like in high school, um, and I'm like it was effective. Like it definitely had an impact on size. I was doing so much lower body stuff though back then, Wes. So like my jeans kind of got a little tight on me. That's um, what I want. I want tree trunk legs, and it's happened. My my fitted jeans are getting stretch. You know, they're like stretchy jeans at this point. Mm-hmm. Start well, to stretch a little bit. Creatine is effective in that way, mm. and uh, I will say for anybody who's like thinking about using, just make sure you drink a lot of water. Yes, because um, they do it does dehydrate you. But yeah, like it was so like that's the only thing I would go back to. But that's not in the same family. I just 
never really had the desire to go that far. I'd rather do it like I never I whenever I thought about like, oh, I wish like I looked like that guy, it's more like trim in like sleek versus like a moose necessarily. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I you, think at this point in my life, not right now, but I think I could see myself like after having kids, like 50s, 60s, like I could see myself uh being open to that question. Because then like what do I have to lose? Like, why not? You know, like the, some of the testimonials is like, you know, you get like reinvigorated. Like it's obvious that your, your testosterone levels are going to go down as you get older. Your, uh, your muscle uh, definition is going to decrease as you get older. You know, like that's just kind of like facts. That's bro science, man. You know? Mm. So like, you know, if, if you want to kind of get that rejuvenation uh, at that point, I don't, I wonder what the, the the side effects would be later in life like would it be mm. would i care as much because i'm 80 and 70 you know 20 mm. years down the road from that well, 80 on hgh <laughs> well no no but i mean like if i'm 60 taking h like taking hgh 20 years down the road would i be feeling mm. it then uh, you know uh, like paying you. for it then yeah it's a fair like, point. would hey, i care you know like so like what do i have to lose like so that's, i'd be open to it that's this that's the kind of stuff that like those are the those are the questions that's just like uh, like uh, like even like when in playing days too like that's the other thing like it's like oh do you want to take like i never had anybody approach me about taking stuff but it's just i was like, gonna say yeah do, yeah do you like do, uh, if you sure around it i never so at my school i was never that i know i was never around it but i definitely played with guys in summer ball who at least said that there were guys at their school who used it. I'm sure there were mm-hmm. other guys who, who did it and didn't say anything. Cause why would you? Um, yeah. But it was just like, like you know, um, like, it, it, like I'm sure that that would be around, but I just, I always wondered like, oh, what are the after effects of later on in life? And like, how would I feel about myself after having used them? Like, I understand the justification behind it. Like you get so much money, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I just always, there's too much doubt for me to ever even con- like consider no, I, I might have told you this story. I had a buddy of mine who um, what, kind of went to Hofstra but didn't. He spent a couple – maybe a freshman year there then just was kind of like on campus and was going to a nearby uh, college. But he played at a community college nearby and then like walked on at Hofstra or, or played mm. a year and like was, was – like perf- Yeah, yeah, maybe right. a preferred walk-on or something. But mm. ended up not making the team. And it's low level, you know, CAA, D1. Uh, so, you know, it's not like crazy baseball, but, you know, he still was there. And he was yeah. telling me that he's like the talent was so good compared to him that, like, if he wanted to compete and actually, like, play where he wanted to be, that was, like, only the only option left for him. And he came mm-hmm. from, like, a really – I guess his parents were, like, nutritionists, like, a really natural background. So mm-hmm. he wasn't into that stuff. But, like, he knew, like, that he his uh, athletic ability was tapped out. And sure. that, like, if he wanted to compete and stay at that level, that was like the only option. And I and I don't blame some. Like, I understand. I understand why anybody would want to do that. And actually, I forgot there was a guy who I went to high school with who ended up using like steroids. I think is what it was. He was dumbass. Like, instead of using HGH, um, like he did it. Like he, but he was at a, a junior college, and you can use that kind of stuff at that level. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the, the trade-off I, is, is like if you're doing it now or or then, even you know, like your body produces testosterone on its own. So then, then suddenly it realizes that it's getting this influx of an external source. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to make as much testosterone. Then mm-hmm. you remove that external source whenever you're done using it. That the body is not going to respond well because it's still thinking that it's getting that external source. 
it's just not worth it. Like it's just what it comes down to. Like there's, so, yeah. just, there's yeah. so much more to your life outside of that stuff. Like, but I, again, like I do, again, there are guys who like, this is all you, I have. Like if I don't go and be a baseball player or a football player, like maybe right. I'm, like, yeah. I, I'm not smart or whatever. Like I'm not going to make money. Like this is my chance. That's it. So I, I do understand that, but it's to me, wasn't worth it. Still wasn't worth it, but it might be worth it later when I got nothing to lose. Again, all yeah. that risk, risk and reward stuff. My, maybe, <laughs> maybe if I'm just sixty, I just get like super roided out, like President Hulk, yeah, I mean, Red it, Hulk. But, you know, you're talking about like HGH versus steroids too. Like that steroids is just like why would anybody do that now? Like oh, HGH yeah, is, yeah, is a different ball of wax. But no, anyway. give me something that's at least more. More natural? I don't know if that's true, yeah. but like human growth, that feels more natural than steroids. I don't know. I think so. I mean, you got it. People got to use it for like some medical stuff. I think. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. I guess you yeah. get steroids too, but I don't know. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> but, anyway. but that's it though. That's that's bro science for you, man. I hope I hope you guys like the uh, like the episode here. But we still got still got a little bit more going on because uh, the the train is leaving the station. So hop aboard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Two two bitches. I watched this weekend, aside from the Super Bowl, of course. So uh, we watched Raw on Netflix, which is I think a 2016 flick, uh, French. I believe it's under horror, if not thriller. Okay, um, it should be under horror because like the, the the type of horror that you get into, it takes a while, Wes. But it's like holy shit, it's it gets pretty messed up. Um, and subtitles. Subtitles. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It is in French. Um, and it is, it is pretty jarring. Um, but it starts out kind of like, it seems like it's like a social commentary that, but like, you know, there's like a thriller, like air to it. And then like the, the violence that gets incorporated is like, this is, this is horror. So, um, it, you gotta be in the right mindset for it. You gotta be in like a kind of a patient mood, I guess. Like it's one, it's a slow burn. That's why. Um, so I, but I did like that. Also finally started watching right. star Wars tales of the Jedi Oh my god! Like I, I, I've been waiting though. I just hadn't been in the mood, and finally gave it a chance. This is some of the like Andor was outstanding, and this shit is freaking awesome too. If you if you have no problem with animation, like I, I was gonna I, say, like, is this animated? Yeah, okay. Yes, but dude, they got like some like count, really cool Count Dooku stuff mixed mm -hmm. in here. I think I've watched four of the episodes now, and he's at the center of three of them. So it like connects like like um like uh certain like time frames together like certain certain occurrences I explains see. things so it's really like it's filling gaps like kind of like rogue one did oh okay all right very cool in a 20 minute cool. window so nice and quick but what have you been up to besides the super bowl yeah uh i just watched we own the city on hbo max it's a limited uh series i think came out last year or so but it's in uh it's from david simon uh, the same guy who did The Wire, John Bernthal star oh, stars in it. Um, and it's it's about Baltimore um, on and around and after the Freddie Gray murders and um, riots and everything else that happened there. But it's very interesting because it presents, obviously, uh, the cops as the bad guys. And, and they are doing a lot of crooked, you know, dirty stuff. Uh, but you also see their justification for it and why they're put in this situation. And it's, I think it's massively done. Again, it's the guy who did The Wire, David Simon. So I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, it's John Bernthal, who's amazing and just way, way like over-the-top crazy cop. Um, yeah. He's great on that. He's a perfect type of actor for it. But yeah. um, old show, you know, not, not the newest of things, but if you haven't seen it, I, I would recommend it. It's on HBO Max now. 
Yeah, that's not like that's not like crazy old. Though. It's like last no, like a years. year or two. Yeah, or okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been wondering about that one because um, I think Dork had one of the the guy who was uh, one of the actors who was on both shows. I think mm. he was Poop in uh The Wire. Pooty, Pooty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So he's in. And I think he's a cop in this one too. So yeah, so it's a lot of the same actors uh who come in for like bit roles and stuff like that too. So oh, it's uh cool. yeah, cool show. Nice. I'll have to give that one a look. Um, then we move over, West to this week in the DSG. I'll run through this quickly. So we got hashtag dork, The Last of Us Season 1, Episode 5. They're doing that until The Last of Us is done. We will do a full season recap as long as Wes can get over his sadness um, and maybe watch some of the other episodes. Yes. Uh, that, how long is the season? Uh, I, I think it's eight episodes. Okay. All right. I got some time. Yeah. I'll yeah. get over my sad boy state. You'll be able to. I don't think it sounds like you're not the only one. I think uh, we've, there's rumors about Megan Fox and uh, Machine Gun Kelly being over, but that's another story oh, yeah. for another. I, day. I took I took way too much joy out of that. Actually, I just did not like that couple at all. I don't like either of them. Uh, oh, it, really? No, uh, not really. No. Okay. Um, Mac and Goo, twenty-one questions for Ant Man, Quantum Mania, PCP. They continue their protest on podcasting. TLDR: We are doing Grim and Alice Ever After this week. A pair of Boom Studios books you can pick up. Alice Ever After this week. Uh, I've heard it both ways. They it, Billy is back from the Super Bowl, so I believe they're doing mm -hmm. season five, episode twelve of Psych. That's what's up next. Um, and then for the streamers, you can find Doc on Twitch at Backcracker, Shime at Shime Time on Twitch. And then Dork is doing, does all their video game playing over on the hashtag Dork YouTube page. All the guys got the Harry Potter video game. So if you're interested in watching some streaming, mm -hmm. um, be sure to check them out whenever they decide to. I know Doc's been streaming at least that. And that's so. like Grand Theft Auto meets Harry Potter. Is that what it's kind of like? Like that open world type of he, thing? I think, yeah, I think that's, that is, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it is open world. Yeah, there you go. And if people seem to be like loving very it. Cool. Yeah, so. very cool stuff. Um, but yeah, that is it. We're doing Ant-Man Quantumania next week. I can't wait. Very excited. I'm going to a uh, family-owned cinema pub uh, to go watch the movie. How about that? Wow. No Where chunkies, but uh, it's in Falmouth. It got recently updated, so it's been around for a while. Um, but I, I, it just wasn't like in – it wasn't great, but they recently got some new renovations, so – no chunkies. God, yeah, you know. we, we, we are doing, we, we've made a rule. Like anytime it's like a, like a opening weekend. Cause we have to do that for the show and stuff. Mm -hmm. we're, we're no, we're not doing chunkies. Like can't, can't happen. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. But something yeah. maybe a, on a special occasion. Yeah, exactly. Yes. For, for a movie where we can, you know, and we can't, we can't sit in the bed. There's just too many rules now with chunkies. It's, you know, we had all summer to figure it out. But we still haven't gotten straight. You don't know, the deal. You don't know what your deal is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll have an exit survey next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat place. Shoulder presses. Let's pull down.